All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning. It's the start of a new week and I'm sure you'd love to get a head start on it. Here's everything you need to know. I'm Alex Matthew and this is the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint. Today is the 8th of October. The big news comes from China. The country's central bank cut the amount of cash lenders must hold as reserves for the fourth time this year as policymakers seek to shore up the faltering domestic economy amid a worsening trade war. The People's Bank of China lowered the required reserve ratio for some lenders by one percentage point, effective from the 15th of October. The cut is expected to release a total of 1.2 trillion yuan or $175 billion. In other news on the international stage, US President Donald Trump said he hopes to see North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in the near future after his diplomat reported progress on Sunday at a meeting with Kim in Pyongyang held to resolve details over a potential second summit. Secretary of State Michael Pompeo told South Korean President Moon Jae-in upon his arrival in Seoul that Kim had agreed to meet with Trump as soon as possible, according to a statement from Moon's office. In news back home, the Reserve Bank of India is looking to strengthen norms to address the mismatch in assets and liabilities of non-bank lenders after defaults by ILNFS triggered liquidity concerns. In other news, Indian companies raised 12,470 crore rupees through IPOs in the first half of the financial year, only half of what they did in the same period a year ago. This is likely due to volatile equity markets and macro uncertainties. And speaking about volatile markets, India's NSE Nifty 50 wiped out all its gains in 2018 after the index posted its worst decline since February 2016 on Friday amid rising prices of Brent crude and a falling rupee. In fact, foreign investors have pulled out over 9,300 crore rupees from the Indian capital markets in the last four trading sessions alone. In other news, Finance Minister Arun Jetli said a parliament-approved legislation can restore mandatory linking of the Aadhaar with mobile phones and bank accounts, but did not say if the government will bring a new law to do so. That's a PTI report. In international markets, Asian stocks declined at the start of the week and the yuan slipped as investors assessed the latest move by the People's Bank of China to loosen monetary policy. Shares in China will likely be under pressure as traders return from a week-long holiday. Just a reminder of what happened on Wall Street at the end of last week, those equity benchmarks had ended lower by between half a percent and 1.2 percent, caught in a global risk-off mood. It's now over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. I'm sure a lot of you are looking for that, considering how we ended last week. Darshan, how is it looking at the start of this week? Hi, Alex. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. It seems that it will be another weekday. The SGX Nifty is indicating a downtick after the big sell-off that we saw in our markets on Friday. LME commodities are also down in trade and crude is trading down for the third straight session. But some stocks that we need to watch out for. Yes, Bank will be in focus. They finalize a search and selection committee to find the new CEO. The board inducted T.S. Vijayan, who is the former chairman of IRDAI and LIC, and O.P. Bhatt, who is the former CMD of State Bank of India, as external experts. The first meeting of the committee will be held on October the 11th. 
Shoba Limited has given its quarterly update. Total sales are up 19% on a YOY basis. Total sales in terms of value is up 9.7%. But the price realization for Shoba stood at 5977 per square feet compared to 6883 per square feet a year ago. IDBI Bank's Appointment Committee of Cabinet appoints Rakesh Sharma as the MD and CEO for six months. He was formerly the MD and CEO of Canara Bank. HFCL has received an advance purchase order of 879 crores from TCIL. In terms of uh, IPOs, Avas Financials will list on the exchanges today. The IPO price is at 821 per share. In terms of brokerages, JP Morgan has initiated on Hindustan Zinc with a neutral and a target price of 290, which leaves hardly any potential upside. Maybank has upgraded Hexaway Technologies to a buy from a hold and raised the target price to 470, which means a potential upside of 15%. After a lot of analysts that held their target price on Maruti, CLSA has cut Maruti's target from 11,300 right down to 9,200, yet the potential upside is 34%. There's a note by UBS on power financing NBFCs. They have maintained a buy on REC and PFC but cut the target price of REC to 145 from 190 and on PFC they've cut it to 115 from 150. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website, Bloomberg quinn.com and click on the all you need to know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade thanks darshan well that's all we have for you in this podcast but as darshan said there's a lot more on the website so do check it out and don't forget to check out the live market action on the website bloomberg quint this is alex matthew signing off have a great day